Welcome to Commagers. I'm Brian Costello. I'm Jim DeSanto. And I'm Katie. And today we are discussing James Caan and Kathy Bates and her Academy Award winning performance in Stephen King's Misery. But first, as always, we ask the most pressing question of every episode. What is everybody drinking to discuss I'm drinking a great movie and a miserable title? The Pomplemousse LaCroix. Ooh. It's you know, not, not, not really doing it. Well, it's, it's fine. Okay. We've we, had a long we day. partied today and so we're trying I, I to had avoid less, feeling I did not more. party. You did you had some party. Yeah, but I didn't I drove. I you had was some not... you had some paper plane partying. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Fabulous. I made sangria. Ooh. Um and my hydration following the sangria is taking all of the sangria fruit and then adding sparkling water over top of it. So it's so, pretty much booze because yeah. it's been soaked in it's my road soda. For... This is my road soda soaked in booze for mm-hmm. hours and hours it's delicious um well, good choice good choice i am drinking a new beer from uh for me from bronx brewery in honor of this movie it's now use can't leave which <laughs> is from, yeah that's the line from bronx tale <laughs> yeah uh double ipa but i, mean, I thought you know it, it, it feels it, it's just not it feels bronx tale, but misery theme however he, he would he was Kathy not Bates would, yeah. and he would never say use no she no no use no she would use proper grammar she wouldn't like that no she likes you know she doesn't like she would feel that might be too much near profanity that's exactly shouldn't, right shouldn't you better, shouldn't you talk, better talk right you better talk right better talk right yep. uh okay it is time for the rundown. Paul Sheldon is a successful writer with a unique problem. He wants to be known for something beside his hit romance historical fiction cash cow series based on the character of Misery. So he kills Misery off and charts a new path, still returning to his old haunts in rural Colorado to pen his new hit under his old format. However, tragedy or misery strikes when Paul wrecks his car in a snowstorm and is taken captive by his superfan stalker nurse, Annie, who also turns out to be a serial killer, Mm. who is also unhappy with his most recent (laughs) work, which kills off misery. Will Paul be able to escape the clutches of his psycho killer? Guess I say, can he run, 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 run? Run, run away. No, he can't because he can't use his legs. He can't. So, no. sorry, yeah. Paul. Yeah. That was, there was a lot going on there. There's a lot going on in this movie. It was a whole, it was a whole experience. Uh, yeah. It was a whole meal. It was a whole journey. Yeah. Right there. I like that keep, keep journey for you. Mm. Yeah. I like Thank that. You, I like that alcohol infused uh, <laughs> fruit for you. Yep. Clearly, that was some sangria rundown yeah, right that's there. That's working yep. for you. That's what you got. Keep, keep keep it up. My red pills uh, did good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, grade of the week time on a scale of A plus through Jurassic World Dominion. Uh, where would you grade Misery? Mm. You go Katie. first, Katie. I think th- I think this is a 
B movie. I think this is I think this is a B movie. I think it's hard to bring Stephen King to screen, which we have talked about in the past. I I appreciated the work here. I thought the acting was phenomenal. I thought they used sound and cinematography really well to heighten the action. And I could see the struggle in bringing a lot of the written description of thought and yeah, all, all of that stuff that's really hard to take from the page to the screen. I could, I could feel that. I could feel that missing. So I'm between a B and B plus B. I'm going to go B. B. All right, Jim, uh, you go, Brian. Cause I, I torn on this. You go. <sighs> I, th- I think I'm probably with Katie. I think I'm probably a B. I think the, perf- the, which is hard because the two performances are, are definitely better than a B. Yeah. Agreed. Um, I, yeah. But there's just, I don't know. There's great moments in this movie, but I think what I think makes it a B for me is as opposed to something higher. I, I tend not to want to give something higher than a B if I wouldn't be re willing to watch it within the next like year or two. And I, I just don't think that I feel a need probably to rewatch this within the next year or two. Yeah. This feels like a one and done sort of yeah. movie. Like, I mean, yeah. but it's, it's, it's one of those movies, you know, another one was like that. It's um, there will be blood with like Daniel day. Like the performance is amazing. But when push comes to shove at the end, is it necessarily a story I want to invest two hours in again? And maybe at some point, but not immediately. Uh, so I think I think I'm B. I think I could be convinced maybe to do B plus just because the performances and I think some of the technical, like I do love the choices they made in terms of cinematography and stuff in this. Yeah. But I think, I think a B is a right grade for this. Yeah, I agree. I guess I'm going to go with a B too. I'm like really torn on like what there are times in this movie where like the, like, and I guess this can lead right into our conversation here, which is Rob Reiner's directing this. There are parts of this movie where there's almost like this softness to everything that is like maybe playing into the idea of like the romance novel kind of like soap opera-iness of things that really works well juxtaposed against like when she loses her shit, right? I don't know. And then there's other parts where I'm like, some, some of the stuff was really clunky. Like the first flashback you get is really weird because they don't do anything interesting with tone or lighting to let you know that it's actually a flashback but you know because it's like it's like a jarring jump cut that doesn't but the jump cut doesn't isn't to anything important it's weird what is i'm glad you brought up the flashbacks because other than getting lauren bacall in the film well, there's only one f- what, true flashback, right? I, I, Which well, is kind of, but I just mean it's, I don't know. I, I feel like that was almost unnecessary. I, I don't know. I don't know how much, I, I guess it was. I, I guess they wanted to characterize but... him a little bit and they needed him 
they needed us to understand why he was struggling with the character of misery. Like, right. Like, Does that you, matter though? I, I wonder in a sense, I don't, I think it, I think you could have done it a little more deftly with just his conversations with Annie. Mm-hmm. Right. But she is so off unhinged in this movie that like from the, from the get go, there's not really a moment for him to say like, this is what I was feeling when this ha- when I decided to move on from that uh, character. That's a tricky thing because I th- I think there's a few pieces of storyline that are kind of tied into the yeah. agent, you know. So we have to have an external force that's looking for him in order to have the sheriff involved, <laughs> yes, right? Yes. Like so, there's yeah, yeah. right. So they have to figure out. And again, this is where I feel like the story told on page probably feels a lot more. Uh, who know? Uh, you know, we yeah. don't know whether it begins with a flashback. Jim's actually never read this one. Yeah. Um, and so I don't, I, you know, I don't know. I think those pieces have to be there, but they don't have to be done the way that they're done. Right. right we don't right. need, to, we definitely don't need to start with the flashback. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, well, yeah, you're, he's driving is basically where you start, right? Like, and then, or well, he's writing. With the cigarette, right? And then... Yeah, the opening is, is I thought... is very Kubrick. Like, he copied that... Yeah. The, the snowy actually, car scene, right? Yeah, oh. I thought... But the opening, I thought, was done well. I, I guess my point is... Do you need times the- in this movie where the tension is, is fabulous, but every time you're removed from... The house. Annie's house becomes a i feel like i'm almost watching a lifetime movie yes oh, i totally and that's what i'm talking you. about by the way yep. that's yeah that's the moment of the softness that i feel yeah and that's but I, like, I actually think that's i think he's doing that on purpose and i'm and i'm not yeah i, I don't i i'm sure that was a choice but it just it breaks up the other part which is so good it feels like it's told in the style of the novels right. that he's trying well, to yeah, stop which is writing cool, which, I get, which is <laughs> right because that's an you, interesting concept yeah. right because if you put this next to like when harry met sally or something along that line like they're playing almost like kind of similar gags at times right like when the you know between the old the the cop and and you know his wife the the deputy and the sheriff there's like this romance you know yeah I, I when we're know. in this vehicle virginia yeah you're, you're my, my deputy, deputy. Not my wife. yeah they're <laughs> great I, I mean, is that, uh, yeah and maybe that's is it trying to like bring some a break yeah. for the tension would it be i don't know if it's a break otherwise? for the tension but i think it's like uh for me i think the reason that and i can't tell if i think it works really well or if it really bothers me I know it doesn't really bother me or if it just kind of falls flat. I think I would need to watch it again fully undistracted from the dogs and like immersed in it. But like I think when Annie loses her shit it can't be you can't have that tension the whole movie like because then it it almost becomes normal when she does it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and I think you need to every time that that switch flips and she turns to this monster, you need to feel it in in a way 
that makes you scared, right? Or like nervous. I, I agree with you because I think even so for him, I think we sort of follow the same path of him where there's moments where everything feels fine, you know, particularly if we think about like the approach from the beginning, but then it also kind of goes through these peaks and valleys. And you can think about like the, the use of the drugs or her moods, all of it, where it's like, Oh, things aren't as bad as they seem, right? Everything's okay. And so you get the outside perspective, you get the sunshine and the sheriff and his wife and everything feels fine. And they're coming to get them eventually. Yeah, and then you switch into a moment where like her trigger goes off. But even the, even like him, even the detective, like the the deputy or the sheriff, sheriff, like doing his detective work to find out he believes that this guy's still alive it's sort of like just kind of it is lifetime as it is it is soap opera-y right in the way that he like puts it together except that in a soap opera that all happens like within hours slash days yeah though i would say the use of time in this movie is really effective Yes. Where that, where you feel how freaking long it's the healing, he right? Has, I, well, I, I, all of it. That's there's that that one montage where they they pair it with the with the, the music chapters. and the chapters where his yeah. right. You see his I meant his prior face to that. change, his right. shirt change, right? Like all of that. But mm. but I agree with you. Even prior to that, I think there is a sense of and to me, that's one of the things that works with the investigation. Where you see the slow pace of the discovery of his vehicle, right. of his absence, and you get how long the fall he's been in there. Yeah, yeah, you feel that. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a it's a weird movie. It's like it's hard to categorize. There, like I can't think of another movie that sort of like has this kind of tone. It, and I don't think this is like a like a muddy disjointed tone no i i, I think it i, it's I think crazy it's crazy off base or anything in no any and it's not like it's not it's not that it can't find its tone either right like i think it nails the t- like i think the tone was purposeful and i think it kind of sticks the whole way through but like yeah i can't think of another movie that sort of has no, this it's very this unique. like this like yeah cotton candy romance novel like softness to it and then it's kind of like yeah, get out and, uh, someone's, uh, someone's yeah, the original get out and showing <laughs> someone's leg turn uh 180 yeah. degrees with yeah. the sledgehammer um yeah i i thought they do I, it is obviously so purposeful but what I think is so jarring about it is it every choice in the house, I think, is so well done. Like the, the choice to frame the way they frame them with one shot, header shots, centrally focused, but, you know, when she's going crazy and his reactions to her, all that is great. And then. And again, maybe I'm sure that is purposeful, the disjarring way that Sonnefeld and who is the DP who goes on to direct a lot of really good stuff as well. Yeah. I, I, I know it's all purposeful. So I don't have a, it. There's just it. 
there, it creates a sense of unbalance in me when I'm watching it, which is, it almost reminds me a little bit of Twin Peaks season one yeah. versus Twi- Twin Peaks season two, yeah. where, you know, like season one was more David Lynch. And then the second one was more soap opery and David Lynch had nothing to do with it. And it's like, yeah, when they're in the house, that's like the Lynch stuff. And when they're not in the house, that's the season two non David Lynch stuff in terms of what's there. Yeah, I I think it's a really unique film. I mean, it's it is certainly I find it interesting and when I'm watching it, it doesn't feel like anything else I've seen, you know? Yeah. It it feels I I would revisit this film. Well, I think there's a lot I going would, on there. Yeah. I think Kathy Bates' performance is so stunning to me because you just try to think from an acting perspective what does it take to get to that place for those sequences? You know, uh, yeah, especially the is... ones where she goes off. Like but, the one that really, the first one really stands out and you're just like, yeah, this you is you dirty bird. That one, one of it, the, the, when she starts talking. Yeah. That one, when she's like when giving she him writing advice. Right. Yeah. But it's just like, it's right there. Yeah. It's all there, and she knows it's all there, right? The yeah. blocking of it and everything has to. Oh, it's and when, James Con as well. It, it, they it, they have to show it in the face because it, it's so so tight on them. It's when um, she reads his book, yes, that he wrote, and there's too much cursing, yeah, and he and says just, like, "Well, these are like street kids. I was a street was, kid. Yeah, this is how we talked." And she goes off on like, no, that's not how I go down to the, you know, and she goes, oh, God, she is terrifying. So to me, there's a piece of her story that's untold, that's sort of like revealed in that dialogue where you can see her almost switch into like a childhood experience where like the words that are coming out of her mouth are from like previous trauma. right, right? Right. And so you're getting a piece of her story that's not told in the scrapbook right. um, through those interactions with him, which I think is really genius. Right. And that's obviously Stephen King. Right. Well, like, how so is this she is not what... in jail, by the way. Yeah, I don't so know. She, so she was, she said she... something about the, the being on trial. the witness stand at one point. Yeah. She definitely went to trial. No, you're right. I guess we never saw a newspaper clipping about her being convicted. Right. Right. We saw that right, she right, was right. tried. Right. The, the, yeah. The, and this is what Stephen King, Stephen King does these characters in almost every book he has. Maybe not to this. No, that, I guess that's an overstatement, but he does like to take a self righteous mo- Christian, <laughs> uh, white person and usually use them as like a, fo- as how, as an example of how awful humanity can be. Um, and typically, you know, this is not one of his like supernatural sci-fi or horror in the way that like most people would associate him with monsters and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But even in his monster books, there's a character like this in the mist. If you've seen, if you've seen the mist, um, I forget the woman who plays her, the character like this in the mist, but it's, she's also terrifying in this very similar way. Um, and he just he has a way of saying like oh yeah these monsters are a huge threat and these people are in an awful situation and now two of these people 
are going to become the worst actual people on the face of the earth because they're in that situation mm -hmm. or, you know, for whatever reason. And, and it's like this, in that moment when she has the soup and she's talking about them not cursing, the, the self-righteous, like, indignation that, like, he couldn't possibly understand that people don't curse like that is just so ridiculous and so Unhinged. insane to say that the confidence that she delivers that line is so believable. I don't know. Yeah. Kathy Bates is unbelievable in this, but it also goes into that piece of horror, which is like, you know, what's scarier, the creature that, that we make up in our minds or, or yeah. the reality of humanity. Right. And, 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 what is, what, and what is she, if, if these are the kinds of thoughts that she's harboring, what is she capable of in that moment? Right. And you, and well, I think and that's a lot of the tension. As the movie goes on, right? right? I mean, right. she blows a hole in that sheriff. I mean, yeah. She oh, and that's very similar to, yeah. to his his legs. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah, and then and the you know the newspaper clippings that reveal her earlier she story. She's killing infants. She yeah. killed her family. She killed. Like, I mean, she like, killed competition in medical or yes. in, well, that's in nursing I mean. school. This person is somehow has a a great lawyer. Apparently. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know how that plays out in the book. Intelligent, right? I mean, it, it it would seem that she got away with a lot of murder until the babies, and that's when she was yeah. tried, but only for those deaths, right? Mm, probably. That's what. That's the story that the newspaper clippings tell. Is that that's the only time that she was actually brought up on charges. Yeah, it says in, in the wiki, it says that the, the trial collapsed due to a lack of evidence. Okay. Right. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, she is, I, I mean, it really Which goes is. to the, the quotes, right? So that's, yes. that's one thing that I didn't put together is like how the, how the sheriff decided to look back. Like I, maybe he already knew that she was put on trial before. That's the only thing that makes sense, right? Like, mm -hmm. cause how else does he go looking for that quote in her stuff? Like, how does he, he know to go He look? remembered that he had seen that somewhere or something. Or, he, no, he, he I don't know. He read it in the book. He read no, no, it no, in no. The book no, I know. But he, right, but the fact that he's writing it down in that moment, you're not sure whether it's just him being like, that's a really beautiful sentence. Like, yeah, it seems like I it really, is, though. I really it's not, like that sentence. I want to write yeah. it down. But it's not well, like the next where, day he goes and looks. It's, that, it's like that, way later. Yeah, that's where it kind of, the movie, it just seemed kind of like, well, we have to get him there and I'm, I'm sure in the book there was probably more i would imagine more sense to well, what's yeah, going and on the there thing and they don't really make clear is whether the people of the town so is she kind of is she known? known is she That's known a great point yeah right like, like her... does he know who she is she has to he has to he called he says that's the wilkes place so when they're in the helicopter know, but, place but, but does yeah, so I guess by going to the library, it would be that 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 all happened in this town, right? Right. That she right. is the nurse who was accused of those or murders maybe, within this town. I mean, she says up in Denver. Oh, okay. I think that was anyway. So that was my question: was like, is she known here as the woman who was accused who of moved here after, or is she just sort of trial. like this mysterious lady right. who? Well, it has to be the has to be the first because otherwise he has no That's reason right. to go look at That's the right. at the thing. Yeah, I, which I guess you know they just didn't do a good good enough job there. But you know, it was okay. It was one of those things where it wasn't a huge deal, but it was. I do want to talk about, um, yeah, like her 
the the way that they like you already mentioned it brian the way that they frame her face in those moments and the way that they kind of they just let the kind of distortion of the lens almost like mm. intensified the way her face gets yeah angry I, like i it, love the the and it's so much there it's it's the lighting I mean, it's the it's like a soft light, though. It's not it, like an intense, it, oh, it's like a very soft light. I'd be interested to, to know how they lit that because it's it's a very soft light. And I, I, you know, watching it on, you know, Apple yeah. plus, which I think has some of the best if you stream movies on it. I think we've said this before. They're like 4K and stuff is. Yeah, this one's I, not I, in 4K I, yet for some reason. No, but. it's not. But I. I think that might play to its advantage, honestly, because I think this is one of those movies. It's supposed to look the, the way the, it the looks. lighting it's it's filmed on film, the filters that they used and everything. I'm sure there was so much choice went into that, especially to to get that close. I, you know, with yeah. the crystal clear stuff that we have with 4K now, I don't know. If that's a choice you would make, you would, nowadays. See, you would see too much. Too, yeah, I think you'd be looking at the pores. It, it, it would be too. It would be too clean, and I don't think that's what you wanted there. Now you could do like what they did with the the Top Gun Maverick, which is what they'll do digitally now. Is they put these like varnish filters yeah, on yeah, the computer to make it look like film. It. So they so they would probably do something like that. But I, I really loved it on her, and I think it's. And to go off that, I think James Kahn, who sadly passed away yeah. this week, he also gets those. And I think her performance is probably, to, in my mind, one of the top. She did win an Oscar, right? Yeah. She did. She it's, absolutely did. So for once we can say like, well, 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 deserved. I, I, well deserved. I do. I do think sometimes with the, uh, the, the actor awards, those are a little bit better than the the picture awards. Um, I think he is maybe underrated because her performance is so good in this. His face does so much work in, in this. And I have to say, even the physicality of it, you know, I yeah. mean, there so is, that's not, yeah, I was going to say, you know, so like believable. my mom is paralyzed from the waist down and there, is, like, I was watching his movements thinking like, I, I don't know. He's nailed it. And I think that has to be really hard when you are able-bodied yeah. to pretend to not be. Yeah. I don't know. The way that he, he showed just, pain he, was pretty oh, yeah. intense. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, was, yeah the practicality, yeah. I thought, was very he, he well was done. He was so good in it. And I actually think um, our commenter and good friend Ira messaged us about this as he was watching and he was talking it's it's, it's very hitchcock like uh -huh. at parts in this film and in particular i think that there is a section in this movie when kathy bates leaves the house she's bought him paper she says you're gonna write a new mercy novel you're gonna bring her back to life and he's like well i need the different paper yeah and he gets into the house and there is this fabulous hitchcock like sequence where there's no dialogue and he's going through the house and it's cut. It is the tension, the it's everything you would want from suspense or thriller. And, and to Rob Reiner's credit, I think it's, it is Hitchcock like, in it's this, the, but, but, it's, but it's so in like well a, done. a brightly lit yes, country I mean, house. If Martha Stewart but, lived here, 
you would be like, oh yeah, right. Like and there's doilies, there, there's like it's, it's just yeah, like and everything in there tells story, right? Right, like right but it's so design, easy now it's... to say like he would come out of there and immediately realize that this is like a dungeon, right? Or like well, something it, different in than... Silence of the Lambs, right? Yeah, like well, that's that yeah, per- totally different kind still, of thing. But... but do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you get this place where it's this well, they could like you, you could see in in a different writer's hands and a different director that Kathy Bates and Annie Wilkes character is unhinged almost all the time. Mm-hmm. The lighting is more dramatic, right? Like you get spots and and shadows that that like well looks, that yeah, create despair. Everything's right, right. dark. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And none of that exists in this movie at all. But I think it also. Does a really good job of of pairing the. It, there's like a battle of the wits here. So like, yeah, you're not sure if she's smart or yeah, she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dumb, that's a great point. So is you know, he's like a New smart? York guy, you know, like a brilliant right. writer, and she's poised as this sort of like deranged super fan. But you discover that she is highly intelligent. Yeah, you know, she is on to his every move you know from from the get-go of him trying to be out of the room poison her wine absolutely yeah she never lets on that she knows that he's escaped the room right right? we get the tell of the penguin we get Mm. the shot of the penguin we don't know till like the next like eight times he's been out of the room that that she she knew from the very beginning and let him have it let him like right like let him yeah Think that he and just just followed his yeah, every motions played perfect. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. I, I I think the depth of her character, you know, from that like very cheesy, you know, saccharine sweet Oogie. turtleneck wearing, right? Like yep. her like you know G rated frilly collar. Yes, to this sort of brilliant mind who can like plan for every scenario like every way he might try to escape her you know the scene where the sheriff shows up is brilliantly done another one it is another great sequence there as well as it and at the same time played for laughs and Mm -hmm. played for tension when they do that looking out in the hallway at each other scene how funny it is but you know that the third time when she doesn't come back pop back out it's because she knows he just wants to go upstairs, right? Like they do the thing where like he pretends to go back into the room and then yeah. he looks out and she looks out down the hallway they look at each other and just kind of smirk at each other. Then he goes back in and he pops out again. She's not there and, and he goes upstairs. It's like we know by that point that she's smart enough to not fall for that whatever he just did. So we know that she has a leg up on him at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it is great. And- I, when he shows up alone, you realize that he's completely underestimated. Right, she is. right, right, right. Like well, he has, no, yeah. he has no, no he has idea no of what of he's walking room. into. Right, yeah, yeah. And who does right? If you're that, well, you're coming across the, somebody I, that I was, deranged. I was sad about his downfall because yeah. I do think he's held up. He's certainly not like a bumbling, you know, small town sheriff. Like he's held up as a thoughtful, right, observant detail-oriented justice you know man of justice right he's really like thinking this all through 
and I mean, it's I guess it's unavoidable. Like he he's he is not going to be the one that saves the day, right? Yeah. Like it it has to be Paul Sheldon so that like it, that it, takes it has to this, be the typewriter. Yeah, he's got to take care of it himself. But I was sad to see him go because yeah. I was like, oh, you know, so he, brutally he had as he well. had figured it out. He just shouldn't have rolled in there, you yeah. know, by himself. And you know, the the movie I thought of a lot, and I think tonally it's different in choices was um was rear window mm. yeah same yep. you know there's there's elements of that and, and this is what i'll say though is i think rear window just did a slightly better job of keeping it all with jimmy stewart by and large and when they went outside of it it's that's again i think i keep going back to the detachment of leaving the house yeah. is just slightly problematic this is probably instead of a, it's probably a b plus movie you know it's a great movie like to give it a b but there's just something about you lose you just lose something yeah yeah and that's where i feel it's like rear window you never lose that you I'm, know in in terms of what's going on there and i should say honestly i think that the actual performances, if you were to say like rear window, Jimmy Stewart versus Jimmy Khan, I probably Jimmy, Jimmy Khan. Yeah. He, he preferred Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, he did. I, so my criticism of this movie is that I think James Khan is miscast. Oh, not because, he, not because he played the part bad, but because of his baggage of who he is. Like, do you think that ties into like well, let me tell the you idea of him writing? That's what that novel he wants to write is this Maybe. idea of being a street kid, and he's been forced into writing listen, these so like, novels. Let me tell you this: the 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 part was originally offered to William Hurt twice, Kevin okay. Klein, Michael Douglas, Harrison Ford, Dustin Hoffman, De Niro, Pacino, Dreyfus, Hackman, and Redford, and they all turned it down. Whoa. None of those people are right for this role. And I'll tell you why. Like, I think this becomes a much more terrifying movie if this is Tom Hanks. Like, oh. if this is a guy who's a writer is pre, who is this, not... This a, would have been just but I'm just saying, like post-big Tom Hanks. Imagine, yeah, so okay. maybe he's a little too young you at know, that point. Actually, but, you, know, you know who should have been in this? Right in his wheelhouse this time period. Robert Downey Jr. No, Steve no. Gutenberg. Richard right Greco. <laughs> no, but I can't wait for the, uh, the pairings. <laughs> but, but I just... Steve Gutenberg would have been I a think good there's choice. something to all those men that I just read. Maybe not Dreyfus. Well, but I'm like, sorry, Pacino and De Niro. It's ridiculous. Not, no, no, I mean, no. that's like insane. Yeah. Maybe Dustin Hoffman can play... Like, I feel like they're... They're... If the writer is a little more meek... Mm. Not, and maybe not mild. You think he's a little too like gritty he's for this. Fucking Sor Sonny Corleone, like <laughs> it, it's not. He's a big man, like that. So, like, could you imagine, like, just but someone a think, little more, a little more frail, a little more? But does that I don't know. Play that she has the power I was, over someone. Yeah, that? I don't think it really matters though. Because I know it doesn't matter, he but is I so physically. At a disadvantage. No, I, no, it's not that. That hmm. it's just. I I think there's like a weight and gravitas to him that is a little that a little breaking win. for me. That's interesting. Okay. I I hear what you're saying and I disagree. Okay. In that I think they do such a good job of showing that it 
doesn't matter one bit. Yeah, like, he, he's like, broken. I mean, those those moments where you're seeing him like drag himself off of the bed. Yeah. And, like try that, to so get to not... the door. Like all of those moments where you realize like the pain involved in I, him just trying to get across the room. I totally agree with you. That's not exactly what I'm feeling, though. It's more about like. Is I'm having a hard time articulating. It's not about whether he's hurt or not. It's about like who he is as an You're actor. You're talking about more of like his mental toughness or not his physical toughness. A little bit, maybe, but, but like like it's I hear what you're saying in terms of the casting. I still would argue that I think the story is told in such a way that it doesn't really matter. I think it could be Arnold Schwarzenegger in that bed and they still tell the story in such a way that you feel his helplessness. But I I uh, I, I agree with that it. to a point, but I also go with Jim. I do think that there is a delicate balance in any movie when you cast, when you're setting up a situation like this movie is that who that person in that bed is, is going to potentially influence your interpretation of, you know, based on his other characters yeah. that he's playing. Follow up question. Doesn't it feel, however, more impactful for him to be someone who has always felt advantaged yes intellectually physically I, right like that he is sort of like an a personality and for I, him to find I, himself in a scenario where he has zero think, power yes i think that katie's i i agree with that point because i think to have somebody who is meek or vulnerable in this situation might make it less dynamic. Like yeah, here yeah. you have somebody who is, I, I don't know. I just think his, there's something about this and I love him and a lot of stuff he does, but there, there's almost like a softness to the way he is presented, presenting himself yeah, yeah. in terms of the way he's, which is really interesting because you're used to that. I mean, if you love, I mean, the Godfather is probably a top five movie ever. And Sonny is the hothead and he's, yeah. the, you know, and, and he, he plays this. What I kind of liked about it is he's very restrained in this, but you know, and maybe it's not just because, you know, Jim, Con his performances, you're kind of like, oh no, there's this rage. There's this energy that this type of person could overcome it. So I, I, it's, yeah, I don't think anybody on that list you read though, Jim, no, they're I all worse. Than, than, yeah, they're all I think, they, yeah. yeah, I think they were. And all Warren Beatty apparently wanted was like really interested, and they wanted to turn him into a less less uh, passive character, but it eventually dropped out because of Dick Tracy. I I love um, thinking through just again like the psychological horror of it, <clears throat> you know. So that you get this man who's always been physically able, who's now down to like one arm, right? Then he thinks his biggest obstacle is to get to a phone right, right. So oh my god to watch him go through to watch him go through all of that to finally get to opening the right the, the discovery of the Turn bobby pin oh. you know like when you break yeah. down like those individual moments right where it's mm. like bobby pin like this could right and again time like over days yeah, yeah. right days i might be able to get the door open right and then he finally gets himself to the phone in that moment where like there's nothing in the phone 
know, he keeps having these oh, moments where he thinks like twist, this is it, right? Right? He saves all of the pills. He he orchestrates like we're mm. gonna have dinner. He's like pour, pouring on the sugar, and then she knocks that wine over. And th- the way he acts, yeah, that's that great. scene, it's so good. You know, trying to hold in, and again, when we realize she she has known all along and she plays along like she she lets him believe that it was just an accident right like she doesn't want to break but it's also like she she doesn't want to break the fantasy it's better than a b i'm talking myself higher than a b yeah i might i might i think i'm going to change my grade to a b plus all right and you want to change yours i would like to yep all right uh can we talk about the most unhinged uh moment in this entire movie yes uh, this woman makes loaf with spam. That is as soon as they said that, I was like, this, I, can't, oh my God. I can't be involved with this person. I thought that was perfect. Like, but her shaking the, shaking the shaking the thing around. And he's oh, like, oh, Jesus, man. like you're but like, that's such a subtle scene. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's such a weird little moment where somehow little that bit. choice. Yeah. Is everything. Yeah. Uh, I have a choice question for you two. Yeah. What was the first movie you saw on a date together? Oh, Do I have no friends? idea. I want to say it was Princess Bride, but... Oh, you mean like in the theater, Brian? No, yeah, I feel in like... the theater. You went to the oh. theater. First, no, first date movie. Like, what's the first movie I think movie a Harry Potter guys? movie, maybe? No. You know, no. We were at a college when the first Harry Potter movie That's not true. Is that true? It is absolutely true. It was the year after I graduated. So you guys would have been seniors. Uh, so what's the first movie okay. we watched together? I have think? no That's idea. Like My most memorable idea? lucky numbers is lucky numbers because we walked okay. out because I, uh, rem- you know, I remember Aileen that so clearly. That movie is so terrible. Are, our first date movie was The Notebook. Oh. Uh, our, I, I bring this up because our, our friend John Brooks, who's a commenter, this was the first date movie he went on with his now wife. Interesting. <laughs> oh, so the Jesus. relationship stayed together, though. They, they I do remember. So remember, I now, came to so. film study class. Oh, yeah. You were film that was kind of like a date right so we was there yeah no it was it was like it was like a friday happy hour date we would go yeah we would go to 4 p.m movie we would marathon man (laughs) that was the first one we watched was metropolis because it was silent it was and we did marathon man and we did oh my god safe yeah so like the only person in that list that i thought dustin hoffman and richard dreyfus made me go those two maybe I, I would agree with those two. Yeah. Um, Hackman is too. You can't do Hackman. He's, he's too, too hard and too. Sweet. Yeah. yeah it's, you, you just you can't. But, but that's, to him. me, he's the closest to James Caan. Mm-hmm. Like he, that's the thing I'm talking about. It's like it's not there about is roughness. Yeah. Yeah. Although James Caan does play st- stupid in this movie very well. So where? But where do you think that comes into play? Because for me, that only really matters in your final fight scene. No, it's not. And, uh, you're, you're, you keep saying it's not about how strong the person is. That's not there, what I mean. No, I don't even mean a physical toughness. So, for example, like him literally trying to like gouge out her eyes. Right. Like there's like a there's like a mental there's a personality piece to that and it, and it can come right. from the situation. That's sort of what I'm talking about though. Seeing someone not Sonny Corleone do yeah. that. Well, Katie, have you seen the Godfather? Yeah. Okay. But do you remember who he is? No. Okay. So okay. like, so that's, uh, that's, that's but important. I that's a big, but I think that's a really important, I do think that's a really important. He's insane point. in that movie. Mm-hmm. He is the Kathy Bates of that movie. 
Like, he's the one that walks around wanting to kill everybody. Okay. And, yeah, so, like... So then him killing his super fan, his number one fan. No. Not, not but, that no, out but, of but what I think question. is, like, I think one of the interesting things that is sort of lost here is that that fight for him at the end isn't a stretch, right? Like, I, th there, there's no character arc of... Like, I have to will myself into an area of, like, fighting. It's just, well, that is a, I need to physically be able to do it. Well, that's an interesting question of this this whole movie as well, is where are the characters, are there your normal character arcs? No, not really. In this. There's but, not really. But imagine yeah, which, someone who's not, like. Someone that, who has to really build themselves up someone to be something to, like, they're not. Pass a mental block of, like, I have to hurt an individual yeah. I have to kill this right. person to survive, right? But, the, I mean, like, that final scene is very interesting in that regard. Yeah. In, like, him reflecting back on what that experience has changed yeah. in him. Mm, very true. And who that's, he is yes, now as a writer and a human. That kind of does kind of pay yeah. off a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That does pay off a That's a bit. great way to end the movie, too. Yeah. With her, like, with him visualizing her coming to serve mm -hmm. him dessert i'm your number one fan yeah oh uh, the, I, and we I, do i do want to talk about the comment the the meta comment on toxic fandom here mm -hmm. which yes. i think is super important Relevant i mean now even I mean, more ever well so he's still yeah. he's still rolling he's still going to that right place. right right and because i think a lot of people who read stephen king think they have ownership over his work mm. in a way that they never they don't well we've talked about this in terms of the marvel universe we've it happens in movies yeah. music and and yep. it's every it's yep. toxic disgusting yep. mess yep star yeah. wars is maybe the worst I ever i don't know if we've seen a better portrayal of like the uh, the pa the passion well, there's Th that, that borders on insanity. Passion, right? What's well, the, yeah, the, the question? Like, what is what is the misplaced element of it? Right. Like, so when he writes this book, right, he's yeah. to me, for whatever reason, I, I don't know what it was. But the, one of the scenes I found, like, what is it mentally like to pour something oh into God, writing burn. a book? And yes. she then yes. burns that. And, yes. and like part of this is like one of those movies where you look at kids nowadays and you wonder is like, is there any connection now? They'd be like, oh, I have that on. They like don't get it. Mm -hmm. No, you're Google totally Drive right. Docs and stuff. But to create a, a piece of art or anything, yep. you pour your soul into it. That's and then just to see it physically hurts when you yeah. watch it. Like the, it go, is like, it, uh, yeah, it's, it's like, like a guttural. Yeah, but it does. It brings up that great question of like, what is the ownership okay so yes he's become wealthy because of people like her no right who are willing to buy or, or fans who are willing to buy his work but i disagree does it by the way I'm just like can i just go, but i'm just saying he's he's made wealth from selling books correct can i, can I go this way? He's yeah, made yeah, wealth yeah. from selling books but this idea and i think it's very true today this transactional idea like that's what he's done you don't own any more of his ideas or what it is like you're paying for a novel to read. Like, yeah. should you own 
anything more than that. And it's well, the great that we, the, and I, bring I don't know if it's so much ownership. Well. It's uh, to me, it's more of like the owing of it's the identity. Well, yes. But you, that, but they feel like they own it, right? Like they take, they have, I they own have this person. They should. Her identity is that no character. one in the world is a bigger Paul Sheldon fan than me. And hmm. so like when that becomes a part of like her self-worth, that's when it becomes a problem, right? Also, yes. It, 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 also, which, right. Also, that person's perception of relationship is that their relationship with the work translates to their relationship with the creator. In, yeah, and, which and, is not at all true. Right, right. Right. And so there's a perceived personal connection right. that goes through the art to the artist. And so then that's that that owing of like that. I have given you this many hours of my life that I have mm. given you dollars. That I don't have, think that's what that she's goes, saying in this movie. Though. I, I think, think she feels owed. No, I think she feels betrayed. Well, yes, because she thinks she's in relationship with him. She thinks that he he killed one of her favorite things. Her friend. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, part yes. of her. But right. I do think there's a line. Right. And let me give you an example. And we've talked about it on this show. Like, let's use Game of Thrones as an example. I yeah. think the last season of Game of Thrones was really bad. Yeah. I really bad. That's where I cut it off though. I'm like, I, I, I don't have like personal animosity towards the two showrunners who wrote those. You know, I'm not gonna be it's like on social media, there's people who yeah, are yeah. gonna tag like, oh, this movie was a piece of shit, and then I'm gonna tag the director, I'm gonna tag the right do you know like that's where we are now. And I think King was ahead of the game with it and that type of thing. Like, well, I think he was, he's an interesting, he's an interesting case because he has spanned pretty much all of technology with regards to like how we interact with people. When he started writing, we were just using telephones Mm -hmm. like landlines. Right. And so now with the advent of, everything that's happened since he started writing in the seventies, right. To till today. And he's still alive and writing great books. It's just, it's interesting that he was feeling this in 1980, in the middle of the eighties. Right. Yeah. Like imagine. So like, right. So he's probably getting hate mail worse. worse (laughs) Right. Or, you know, he's he's getting letters that probably depict a lot of this kind of stuff, right? Has there any ever been anything that what really angered you as a fan? Oh yeah. Have you, like, oh like, sure. sure. Yeah. No, like what is one that like this, just so Stephen King is a great one. one? Yeah, yeah. Well, number one is the Dark Tower is my favorite and like I'm not mad. I'm mad that like it finally got a chance to be made into a film. Like someone was willing to invest something into it mm-hmm. and then they didn't follow through the way it should have been done. Not, not even just the way that should have been done. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't love the material. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, if you love the material, you don't make what they made. Mm-hmm. Right. And so like, I can say with a hundred percent certainty that Andy Machete loved it. Those two parts that he made, even though, I think part one of it is one of the best Stephen King adaptations that's ever been done. I think part two is not great, but when I, even when I watch part two, I know that he loved that book 
and he did what he wanted like he did what he wanted to do and he went for it right they took the dark tower series which is seven books that span almost seven thousand pages no probably not seven thousand pages but 30 years and 30 years and and it's it's an it's an hour and a half long film yeah with it's upsetting yeah and and not and i haven't even seen it so like that's but but again but to that's your not, point but that's, that's at stephen king no that's no no not, but no. that's 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 my disappointment at something right. and and what do i do right do i go and yeah, yeah, yeah. no i just don't buy it i don't exactly pay. you don't have to right. engage with it right you just don't yeah. have to involve yourself with right it. I, I don't post but about it, it. Well, that, it's that piece of identity Right. And, and, and power it's, it's identity and power. So it's the notion of like it, wanting to view oneself as like the expert, the, you know, the, the number one, the, the president of the fan club, the, like the, the person, right. Because that gets you closer to, it's the similar conversation we had to like, minor league ball <laughs> it's it is similar because it gives you a feeling of like if i can make a connection with somebody here and then they make it big yeah it's right? like the hipster music yeah, scenario like if i find a i knew them before they were artist, cool yeah, yeah and then they yeah. i listen to their first bestseller record. then they hit it you know yeah. they're i remember billboard. i loved hamilton before well, yeah, no, that's and, it. And this came because then it, then it's me then this, i can say this right. came up this yeah. week so like brian have you are you a stranger things fan have you watched no, i watched the first season okay so this is not going to spoil anything for you but so the Metallica, Metallica had a song in the final episode. Mm. It's all over social media. Like it became yeah, a big like thing. Number one, Master right? of Puppets. Yeah. Well, the Kate Bush one first, then Master of Puppets. And like literally people, toxic, like Metallica fans were like, no, you don't get the, you don't get to like Master of Puppets all of a sudden because it's in your, in your small little TV show. And the oh, band was cares. like, the band was like, dude, fuck off. Anybody who wants to like, everybody is welcome to like our music yep like get you don't own anything yep like get the f out of here like those people yeah have some serious work to do yeah on themselves because yeah. like, they don't care yeah it's yeah. speaking of music i want to give a shout out to mark uh Shimans, who did the score oh for this very film. good the reason i want to give him a shout out is because he's also the guy that did the score for a few good men rob Ryan oh. is well you know everybody makes know. the mistakes you know, i actually made a note on my google how i had to change how i was like i was like mark shaman uh all i was like man he should have hired him for a few good men then i went on imdb and i was like oh shit he, he was, <laughs> I did a few good men i did i love i, loved, I, I did love the use one. of music uh, I thought the sound. I thought the sound really good in this movie. I I particularly enjoyed the Liberace at the end. The way they paired oh, the Liberace any, uh, song at the end. Great. I do don't, not. But my parents uh, there is one did. sound thing that broke immersion for me in this movie completely, which is when he gets the di he gets the chef knife, and he's sitting in the bed with it in his sling. He yeah, he keeps going like this, like pulling it out, and it sounds like he's pulling it out of a sheath, like like it's going against like it's like a ninja it's sword. like metal on metal yeah it's like it's so dumb he's got like a a like a almost like a cheesecloth sling like yeah. what is that muslin they call it or whatever yeah, i know that like, yeah, it, it, it was muslin. used for muslin muslin, muslin. like he literally would have cut the muselex he would have cut that fabric into in, shreds and it um, wouldn't have made a sound like steel on steel 
Yeah, definitely. Like, but there's a lot of people who probably have not seen this movie in a decade plus, or maybe at all. It is uh, a confusing film. It. it is like it, it is. makes but you I, feel it's, yeah. It's uncomfortable. Aileen was uncomfortable watching it. She usually <laughs> likes this type of stuff. And okay. she's like, this is just a little uncomfortable to watch. Though I will one negative, this is streaming nowhere. I was surprised. This yeah. is not Yeah, I bought it on Apple for five yeah. bucks. Um, no, but my point is like it you yeah. I'm a little surprised for the performance. You know, this is I bet you it gets picked me. up next month. I bet you, you know, because, they, of, the show because of James Conn, because, yeah. you know, because of Con majors, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> often our films just like, oh, by the way, I did want to say Angelica and Houston and Bette Midler both turned down the role of Annie Wilkes and I Midler. I couldn't see either of them. In I could see maybe Bette Midler doing it. Really? Yeah. But she, she said she deeply regretted it later that she didn't do well, it. Well, so the thing that, uh, it's, did she go it's do the, peaches um, instead? It's the aw shucks version. Like Angelica yeah, Houston maybe. couldn't quite pull that off. I just think and Kathy I think Bates Bette, had that balance. I think Bette, Med- Bette Midler has too much stage presence mm, to be yeah. to play the like every woman. Yeah, yeah. you need the yeah. Ish, like Kathy. Bates I think the fact that she was it. pretty much unknown at the time is yeah. was, was that she no, can, was she can pull she off fabulous. a denim jumper. Mm. I mean, not many women can. And say Oogie. Ah. It's she's completely believable. She is completely believable. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, time for King of the Hill. Bottom of the barrel. Is this movie better than Thor Ragnarok? Is it worse than Father of the Bride? Uh, no and no. I don't. Yeah, I don't think so. So yeah. I really like Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, I know it's, it's, it's going to be up there. For I know most time. people will probably say Misery is a better movie, but. I think Thor is a more no. We have to do it in yeah again. Like who knows in twenty years, right? But but well, this for movie isn't for this time. <laughs> Thor Ragnarok old. hits all of the notes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. great movie. See both. Watch both. Oh yes, definitely see Misery. Yes, not better than Thor Ragnarok yeah. right now in twenty twenty two. No. Uh, all right, time for double feature. Which film would you pair with Misery for the perfect film? May I start? Uh, you're not going to take mine, are you? I, it's right, possible. Mine from the list. Let, no, let's I do can't. commenters. Our commenter, Andy, said my left foot. <laughs> that's just a question. Uh, George said The Shining, and Ira said Strangers on a Train. Very nice. Uh, Katie, as long as you don't steal gems, you can go first. No, the correct answer is chances are. <laughs> <laughs> There's a softness to the lens in there that movie. There is a softness. There is. I think and they also, probably stole that. It plays from with tone are. very well. No, that's kind of joking. My serious answer is Gaslight, which I'm, I'm going back to the early films. Like, so Gaslight was a strong choice. Uh, we owned the film in my home. Um, and it is a psychological, again, this play on like, where's the most horror yeah. in the world, um, in, in the people around us, frankly. In the humans around us. Yeah. So that's Ooh, where the term it. gaslighting comes from. It's from that that film. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is the the simple hell that people can put each other through. Yeah. Yeah. Love it, Jim. Uh, I'm picking the closest movie to this that I know is Ten Cloverfield Lane, which is basically almost the same premise to some extent. Very close. Very close. Um, yeah. What's her name? Uh, Winstead. What's her full name? I forget. Anyway, she actress um she gets in a car accident she wakes up in a bunker with 
John, John Goodman, Goodman and uh, Jim from the newsroom, who I always forget his that actor's name. Um, and basically, he is told that like they are staying there, and that there's an apocalypse outside, and mm-hmm. so it kind of yeah, the psychological games kind of begin there. <laughs> Fabulous. Uh, I'm going with Silence of the Lambs. Great one. Visually, some of the stuff of that time period, both awesome films, though I would give an edge to Silence of the Lambs. Of course, yeah. Well, I think I think Silence of the Lambs does fall in like just the quintessential great films of ever. Well, so, yes, yeah. Silence yeah. of the Lambs is, yeah, I think, a top 50 film of yeah. all time. Yeah. Uh, all right, time for five questions. You know what's funny, though? And I'll, I'll play five questions in one second, but that like you get Lecter and like Darth Vader on those like greatest mm-hmm. villains list. And, I re- and you see Nurse Ratchet. Yes, you don't see great you don't see Annie Wilkes on there very often, and I think I, she's got to be there. She's in much more of the film than I think she's in. Yeah. She's screen oh my time. god, she's on more than Vader and Lecter. And oh, I think she, she carries is, the movie. How she often is, is as terrifying as both of them. Agreed. And how much does a villain usually have? as much screen time as the protagonist. And I, yeah. I'd argue it's almost never. not exact, but it's close in this one. Yeah. She it's needs close. to be in the conversation. Great. Right. character. Here we go. You want answers? You want answers? I mean, Jack Nicholson, classic yeah. villain. And he was in it for like five minutes. Yeah. Mr. Lebowski. What the fuck is the internet? Why? All right. Five question time for Jim. Jim, thumbs or uh, thumbs up or thumbs down here. We know you have two dogs. My question is this: Would you ever have a pet pig? No, no, I'm thumbs down on pet pigs. But we do like the game Pass the Pigs. Yeah, mm. that's a good game. All right, two of them that's look like one. misery. Okay, fabulous. Mm-hmm. Uh, here we go. Uh, would you rather, question, Jim? Would you rather spend a week held captive by your stalker, or spend a night in the Overlook? hotel oh this is, is and so like if i'm spending a night in the overlook hotel it's like the the overlook it's, it's hotel. haunted it is yes what, it's full-on yeah. crazy ass overlook hotel. uh i think it's got to be my stalker and this is just me being full-on overconfident thinking that i could play the mental game against the stalker no that's fair that's i fair. think i could manipulate the stalker yeah you are manipulative <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, ask your soccer, Katie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, should he do that? Or I would never. I would enough? never be foolish enough. No, yeah. I would never be foolish enough. Um, the Overlook Hotel is terrifying. Um, yeah. So no. yeah, perfect. Uh, Jim, your blank's biggest <laughs> fan in the world. Oh, this is tough. So like, I don't. This is not the way I approach no. life, really. What about what the about like what's Katie the thing you like DeSanto. most? thing or person how about per the person the artist yeah you would say yeah like you're 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 the most most attached to like i would say mm, tom cruise movies it's kind of like um you know how brett goldstein does the like if you had to travel into the afterlife with one dvd but this could be like one work of art okay here's an example what if i said this i am and this is probably true the biggest chances are fan in the world. Like, and I, I would put people, I would put I that up for a debate. I might be. Your allegiance to Stephen King is stronger than your allegiance to any one musician. That's true, but it's more about his work than him. Agreed. Mm. Although Agreed. I do love but him you, but, and but his personality. Yes, but, but like, 
But in terms of like taking in the full depth and breadth yeah, of yeah. what he has created, breadth is I've a hard word to say. M- much of it. <laughs> you have. Yeah. And similar yeah, I would say I'm, some yeah. musicians, but, but I, I'm not. I'm not his biggest the fan. Biggest I, I there are, yeah, it's almost impossible yeah. to be that person. Yeah, no, you have a full time. Uh, those people are infuriating. Anyone that says I'm the number one I, fan of when something that, when is, that Rachel, when the waitress rolls up at the end. I oh god, I, yeah, it makes uh, you want to throw up a little bit, like, right? Please yeah. don't ever, don't ever say so those that, words. Yeah, it's such a great way to end the movie to anyone. Jim, such a great way to end the conversation. He is finding something that nobody else watches, like chances are, and then you just by default become the biggest fan of it. Uh, all right, uh, favorite question. What's your favorite James Conn film? Oh, this is tough. So, like, in because of the Con Majors podcast, I want to say my initial reaction is, oh, it's The Godfather, right? However, mm. I think the game, James Conn movie I watched the most is Elf. Fair. Mm. That's true. And that's fine. And it's favorite. He, it's great in it. He's so good in that movie. He the movie kind of hinges on him. It's so true. And yeah, if he doesn't deliver, it's, yeah. So true. And just think about like his roles and then like imagine being John Favreau convincing him to be, be yeah, like come be an elf and be this guy who had an you know, who had a son that was raised by Santa Claus. Like I love I love that. I I love thinking about that conversation. Yeah. And and, and he just go he owns it. Like he he yep. he yeah, he's great in it. Fabulous. Finally, deep thoughts question. Jim, if you got to spend extended time with an author, and you could have a, them write a book just for you, who would that author be? <sighs> I guess it has to be Stephen King. Like, I, I don't... I don't know. I wouldn't... And this is another kind of question where, like, I don't like artists to create things for me. I like them to to, like, create things that they are so involved with and truthful in that, like, I can relate to it. It's a different thing, right? It's like, I don't want someone to like analyze my personality and come up with something that I will like. I want them to create whatever they want. And then me go, oh, that's really cool because it tells me something about that person or I recognize part of myself in it and that connects me to the author. Again, there's that slippery slope, right? Of that like ownership piece, which is interesting. But yeah, I I would say it's got to be Stephen King. Fabulous. Uh, all right, that's five questions. Anybody have any recommendations before we go? <sighs> Did we watch recently? Did well, we watch? we're finishing Obi Wan. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of not loving I know, it. I'm like I in know. the middle of it. We're, kind we're of okay. St- we're staying tuned. Just on go that. through it. Yeah, I, I kind of yeah. goes through a little bit. Uh, I saw Thor: Love and Thunder. Mm-hmm. Not as good as Ragnarok. Yeah, it's hard. It's a hard thing to live Ragnarok up to. Ragnarok was really good. It's funny. Okay. It's, if you like okay. Taika, see it because it's Taika. Yep. Maybe it's even it might. There's an argument that might be even it's maybe even more Taika than Ragnarok. Ooh. Okay. So uh, yeah, I've heard uh, other people say it's their favorite MCU movie. So yeah, it's interesting. I'm, okay. I'm surprised by that. Yeah. Honestly, okay. I I, I, it, I don't know. Uh, another movie with thunder I would recommend: Days of Thunder. Tom Cruise. Don't watch that uh, movie. Which I just heard. Uh, don't watch that. But you should watch it and. <laughs> Last time I had only read one page of Billy Summers. Now I've read I'm ten. now to said uh, that I'm almost halfway through Ooh. Stephen King's uh, Billy Summers, and out. it is fabulous. It's disturbing in some parts. It is, but it's it's fabulous. And I'm not a Stephen King. I, I think it's really well. It's I more mean, of a it, thriller. It, it's not yeah, much. It's there's so, nothing it's so good, yeah, though. It, yeah. 
I mean, not surprising. And the man's an unbelievable writer. It's just like some he understands people. Yeah, it's so so good. And Reacher, I, I can't remember if it was last episode or whatever. I we yeah. got through all of it. Oh, uh, did you love that's it? That's yeah, yeah, I loved it. I, I thought it's it was great. So if good. you love the but the books, by the way, I'll recommend those books for people who have watched the series and not read the books. The books are fun. They're formulaic, but you get through them really fast. And he's a he's actually technically a very good writer. Uh, and my criterion choice this week is Michael Mann's debut uh, film thief which has maybe james khan's best performance mm. it's really really you really heard it here really really good uh make sure you're listening not only to com majors you should be listening to the shit show we're rolling out new episodes yeah. all the time uh make sure you listen to pop addled congratulations to our friends from pop addled and doom thubs tim and mike ran their 5k the blob 5k yep. in Phoenixville. I can guarantee you we will never run a 5k. No. I will not at least no. not happen. I'm very dangerous over short distances. Not, yeah. How short? Like, like a from block. here to where Katie is, where she's yeah, laughing at me. Say, we yeah, won't be running that. That's true. Um, we're natural and, sprinters, not meant for cross country. So very so dangerous sure over short distances. To all that amazing stuff. And we're very excited because I will be seeing Jim and Katie. Before the next step, it's happening. Reunion. All right. Reunion time. Thanks, commenters. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 